0: 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
1: Hit it.
2: This spoiler-filled podcast is recorded live, unscripted, and intended for those over 18. Now prepare your ears for the audio stimulation they've been waiting for all day as we step into the Spoiler And welcome to another edition of the Spoiler Room. Mark the Movie Man here on April 19th, 2016. Yes, I have a few of the crew members in here who joined me in playing the world's largest trivia contest... And uh, if you're not familiar with it, well, uh, we'll let you know a little bit what that's all about and also how it pertains to The Blues Brothers, which is a film that uh, I'm looking forward to discussing this evening with our fellow crew members. First off, we have uh, the lovely and fantastic, always great to have her in the room, Dawn is with us tonight. Hello, Dawn.
1: Hello, gentlemen.
2: Great that you could make it here tonight. And next to Dawn is BFD. Glenn Bittner. Hello, Glenn. How are you, sir?
3: I'm well, thank you.
2: Good to hear. Good to hear. And here in the room as well, you've heard his voice a couple of times on our episodes. He is the composer for Special Mark Productions as well as uh, just an outright good musician himself. He's here as well to talk about an appropriate film, The Blues Brothers. We have Mr. Mark Woldridge in the room tonight. Welcome back, Mark. How are you?
0: Greetings and salivations. I'm doing wonderful tonight.
2: Fantastic, and yes, tonight we are going to talk about the Blues Brothers, and even more so, uh, talk about Trivia uh, 47. Now, if you're not familiar with trivia at all, first, shame on you, uh, but you're probably not from the Stevens Point area, so I don't blame you for not knowing about the world's largest trivia contest. Uh, to describe this, wouldn't, I think we'd all agree this is going to sound a little crazy, uh, but it basically starts from 6 p.m., Friday night to uh, midnight on Sunday. It's 54 hours of basic trivia questions read on air at 90 FM here on the UWSP campus. And the whole point of trivia is to be a fundraiser because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, but I think 90 FM is only one of a few radio stations that are completely student-run in the country. Am I right on that?
1: That is... That is correct. It is one of the few radio stations, and their alumni, friends of 90FM, are the main drive behind trivia and keeping 90FM going.
2: Yeah, and so this is a great fundraiser. You register your team $30, there's merchandise, and they get the entire community behind this fundraiser for this radio station. Thousands of people come by, those who have lived in Point prior or been at school And they come, join in teams, you register, you get an ID, and you sit down for 54 hours and you answer trivia questions on just about anything. At sports, music, literature, uh, art, uh, (laughs) TV, and our favorite subject, movies. And uh, to kick off this whole celebration, a week prior to the contest, they have a trivia movie. And it used to be rare, or not rare, but kind of indie Films, obscure ones, but those were kind of hit and miss, weren't they, Glenn? Ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So a, a while back they started with uh, classic films. Uh, was the first one I think was was it Doctor Strange Love? Was the first one or was it Casablanca the first one that they did? Uh, that was a classic. That he started doing. Um, Are you
1: sure that it wasn't even before that? It was uh, singing in the rain.
2: Oh yeah, you're right. Singing in the rain. I, I, they, they, all the years kind of blend together after a <laughs> while. But uh, Jim Oliva, the Oz, as they call him, who has uh, been uh, the you know the main kind of guy, along with uh, John Eckendorf, uh, write the questions, but he also picks the trivia movie. And so he's been picking classic films over the last few years. And let me tell you, there's nothing quite like getting a chance to see Dr. Strangelove or Casablanca on the big screen, uh, on the mega screen. And it's just fun, especially when you've got a theater packed full of people who also love the film. And this one for this year's contest was The Blues Brothers. And, uh... Yeah, Don, uh, you were you were there. Uh did that surprise you a bit that it was going to be the Blues Brothers? Song?
1: Yeah, actually. I should have known. <laughs> I should have known based on his description of and his teasers that he threw up on Facebook all week. I should have known cuz the Blues Brothers does have everything.
2: It does have everything and he was dropping hints and when I found out it was the Blues Brothers. Uh, I was like, oh. But (laughs) what was interesting about uh, the pick is he asks questions about everything, but especially when they pick the trivia movie, Mm. they ask questions about it. And it surprised me he picked the Blues Brothers because, Glenn, wouldn't you say that out of any trivia movie, everybody's going to know that one.
3: pretty much i mean well i wouldn't say everybody i i i'd be willing to bet a lot of younger people have not seen the movie
2: oh that that is true uh, younger uh, ones in the audience as well as uh, you know uh, folks our age and, and older it's a diverse group for trivia uh, but i love the fact it was blues brothers and sure. you what's always great about these classic films is you're not quite sure how the crowd's going to be but when dan aykroyd drops the favorite line about The Distance to Chicago, the entire audience recited it word for word. It was like a church of trivia. (laughs) And it was was wild because you get people starting to say that famous line and then other people joined in realizing, oh, it's okay to say it out loud. And then the entire crowd joined in.
0: I don't think there's going to be a question about this line. It's okay.
2: Yeah. 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 (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly it. But uh, we'll get back to uh, trivia a little bit. But I wanted to talk to, about the Blues Brothers because after watching it again for the trivia movie, it it blew my mind on how we talk about in current cinema the lack of diversity and you know equality in that. But Mark, uh, especially you being the musician type, wouldn't you say this film was a bit of ahead of its time because? I mean, you've got a diverse cast in here, even though you've got two basic white guys being in the head. I mean, everybody kind of feels equal.
0: Well, the, it's it's a really interesting film, and well, the studio didn't want to release it because they thought it was a quote black film, <laughs> or didn't want didn't want to give it wide release. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also uh, sort of a throwback in a way because I, it's been a while since I've watched it too. But watching it, it has very much the structure of a classic musical of like the pre-Rogers and Hammerstein sort of musical where it's, I mean, considering that Blues Brothers has essentially the same plot as White Christmas, uh, it's, it's the whole, oh, <laughs> there's, we got troubles, we have to raise some money, let's put on a show. It's <laughs> same plot. Um, and so it's very much a throwback to uh, the classic musicals of your of in that way. Um, yeah, it's it's very timeless in a lot of ways, but also uh, yeah, very very progressive for its time as well.
2: Yeah, I mean because you never get the feeling like Jake and Elwood are put in a position above. In fact, a lot of times they're put in position. They're the they're they're the comedy, and the other, the rest of the yeah. folks are the straight guys. Mm-hmm. How about you, Glenn? You feel that uh, this is a, a bit of a diverse uh, film, a uh, little bit progressive for maybe it's time?
3: Oh, sure. I mean, there's no way you could have a movie about the blues and not have black people in it. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, I shouldn't say there's no way. Hollywood could do it.
2: <laughs> um, you know. Not well, but...
3: <laughs> no, but they could do it. and mm-hmm. you know it, it wouldn't surprise me if they did. You know Now playing the role of uh, Ray Charles, Ray Charles uh, who could be Ray Charles? Maybe uh, Ewan McGregor could play Ray Charles? <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> Wow, Robert Downey Jr. That's who could play Ray Charles. There you go.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I mean, this film, watching it, I'm like, I, you never feel. I mean, I, I think the only group that is maybe made fun of at all are country western singers. Wouldn't you say, Don?
1: Absolutely. But, and, the Nazis, well, and the Nazis, of course. And the Nazis, of course.
2: Well, yeah. Who, who likes Nazis, especially? Oh, yeah. Illinois Nazis. Illinois
0: Nazis <laughs> can't stand Illinois Nazis. <laughs>
2: uh, for those of you who, uh, I, I guess we should tell folks a little bit about Blues Brothers if you haven't heard on it. If you haven't heard about it, shame on you. Uh, this is a, a fantastic comedy about the Blues Brothers, based off of a SNL skit uh, of uh, the uh, of Mr. Uh, oh, Dan Aykroyd.
1: Oh, oh. Oh, go ahead, go, die. Let me correct you. Uh, What? Go ahead. (laughs) Actually, well, it is kind of based off an SNL skit, but um, Mm -hmm. according to the uh, uh, making of, uh, the Blues Brothers was actually uh, Dan Aykroyd and James Belushi earnestly trying to create a blues band.
2: Was it really?
0: Yeah. 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 Aykroyd has a deep history in the blues. He you know, sort of grew up the blues pretty much. Mm -hmm. And he introduced Aykroyd or not Aykroyd, Belushi Uh, Belushi. to the blues. Yeah, Belushi to the blues. And uh, Belushi being the sort of person who dives into anything and consumes it with every fiber of his being, music, comedy, drugs. um, (laughs) He he, uh, uh, then took on this new character and persona and started living the blues for this period.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, that's, that's why they have so many actual albums released. Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, you know, speaking of the albums, I, I have to say it, it causes me a little bit of pain that, you know, briefcase full of blues, certified double platinum album, it is the highest selling blues album of all time. And it sort of hurts me a little bit considering all of the legendary blues artists. Uh, what's the highest selling album? It's a guy from Canada and a comedy group, pretty much. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah, well, they,
0: yeah. It, it It's sort of like the final kick in the groin for uh, all of the years of sort of co-opting and stealing music from uh, the the originators.
2: Yeah, yeah, I guess you could see it like that. Um, though I, it that's the one thing too. Though, uh, Glenn, wouldn't you say that this film? Never for it being comical, it never feels mean spirited as far as the music goes.
0: Never. Yeah. Oh no, never. Yeah. And, and the entire thing is approached for a love for the music. That is that is absolute. Yes. It's never it's never done it's never mocking. It's absolutely done from love.
2: Yeah. Except for country western
0: music. Well, yeah. <laughs> country yeah. and Western. Yeah. <laughs> we You serve two different, two different times. <laughs> Two different kinds.
2: <laughs> and, and as you can tell, folks, uh, you, you learn a lot about a film, uh, not just because of trivity, trivia, because we love it, but be, we, we are full of trivia for the film, because once it's announced that it is the trivia movie, you've got to know a lot about the film. For instance... Uh, the question that I kind of dug that you could only really see on the big screen or if you did a multiple level was, what is the name as it is read on the box of the athlete on the Wheaties box that falls on the window of the cop car <laughs> chasing the Blues Brothers? And I'm like, wow, you can't see it on the DVD, really. I don't think you could see it on the Blu-ray, even. You could kind of see it on the big screen. But that one was more of a... Look at the picture of the Wheaties box, and then search for that picture online <laughs> and see yep. what it was. <laughs> the uh, the cast that they have in this besides the Blues Brothers, I mean, you have a number of known, uh, really famous blues. I mean, you get, uh, you know, Ray Charles we mentioned. You got Aretha Franklin in here, in a in a fun skit.
0: John Lee Freaking Hooker. Oh Thank wow. you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> boom boom boom. Uh huh.
2: Did you did you catch? Uh, I want to see if Glenn caught it. Well, I don't know if you watched it again for trivia, uh, Glenn. But did you catch the fight that they continually have, uh, even as they're leaving the soul food place, about when he wrote the, the <laughs> song? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what did you think about the the music choices and and the People they picked, uh, would, were they kind of a surprise for a film like this? Uh, I mean, you know, it's supposed to be kind of a comedy, and here they ha- they they have all these legends in the film.
3: I think if you're gonna, I mean, because while it is a comedy, I, I think it's also it's it's a blues showcase. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a musical. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's yeah, it's it's a musical. It's a it's you know it's a musical musical comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're gonna have music, I mean. Comedy great, but I mean the music is a huge part of the film, and you really need to have really good music for that. And you know, it's how are you going to do better than some of the people they got?
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh, the dancers too, Don. We were talking about that; those performers they got for, especially the J- the James Brown revival mm-hmm. in uh, the uh, church, Don. W- what about those dancers they got? Those were they were amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they. Um. Uh. Again, I was watching the featurettes on the DVD because mm-hmm. uh, I just I love this movie. Or on the Blu-ray, I love this movie. Um. Some of the dancers, the ones specifically at at the Triple Rock Church, uh, the dancers, uh, for James Brown, uh, they were all professional dancers. They were absolutely stunningly amazing. Um. I believe, if memory serves, the dancers outside. Uh, Ray's Emporium were not professionally trained dancers because uh, Aykroyd and Belushi were not professionally trained dancers and they didn't want to, you know, make them look foolish. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they still did well, though. I mean, that. Yeah. Especially for the the cast that they had, it was an insane the amount of dancers S- they had.
1: Speaking of amusing trivia, some yeah. of the dancers outside of Ray's Emporium include James Avery and Mr. T.
2: (laughs) Oh really? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Wow, James Avery and Mr. T. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Now now, see now that makes me want to get the Blu-ray so I could go back and see if we can see them at all (laughs) anywhere in there. Uh, (laughs) Wow. Crazy, Crazy, huh? The dance numbers especially in the church, I mean, I watch that thing and the sheer energy from the dancers just blows me away. And then from that street performance as well, it's like, wow. It's like this is this is they went all in with this and they actually made yeah, like you said, it's a comedy, but it is a serious musical as well, which I think some people who just see the Blues Brothers might miss out with this film. Would you think, Mark, that maybe they get the wrong impression from the start? You know, If you just went by kind of the description and, and what you know of, oh, well, two comedians. Oh, I, great. I,
0: I think, uh, in a way, more recent SNL movies um, might cause people to give this one. You, you might approach this one from the wrong perspective because modern SNL movies are – you know, straight com well, straight comedy um, yeah this one is is really it's it's the <laughs> labor of love from from Aykroyd. and so yeah it really is um, music first and then comedy laying in the uh, Playing in the rest like a delicious icing.
2: Yeah, and, and and the comedy, a lot of it is there's some a straight comedy. Like, I mean, you get Carrie Fisher in here who has a wonderful role as this is it's the a, spo- It's
1: a comic The mystery book. woman.
2: The mystery woman. We'll leave her at the. It's a spoiler room, but we'll leave a little mystery of. But she she adds the wily e. coyote part of the film.
0: Oh yeah. Well, considering that a building falls down on Jake and Elwood, and they just sort of brush off the bricks and you know keep going, uh, yeah. it's that that's a whole comic book aspect where they get blown up in a phone booth and uh, all of those different things where they just keep on rolling after that.
2: So, so Glenn, you're the you're the comic book guy for sure. Are they Jake and Elwood handled kind of like superheroes in this film? Um,
3: yeah, I would say so. I mean, the all the stuff they go through, um. And they, you know, keep coming out without a scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they're definitely. Uh, I don't know if heroes the right word. They're they're, okay. kind they're of almost. I mean, they're almost more anti-hero. Sure. Because I mean, they're not really. They're not really good guys. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. I mean, they, they break plenty of laws, and I mean, some some you could argue. Well, you know, that it was for a, a greater good. You know, like you know, they're speeding through, uh, you know, down. Lower Wacker Drive <laughs> and stuff like that, but you know, I mean, they they totally rip off that the cowboy, uh, yeah, the Bob, Bob's, Country Bob's, C- Bob's Country Bunker, Bob's Country Bunker. I mean, you know, they drank how much beer?
2: Yep, three hundred dollars worth of beer. That's a lot of beer for back in nineteen seventy-six. <laughs> True, yep. 70, well, 80 eighty. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: Still, that, that's still a lot of beer. <laughs> And, and talking about the the sort of comic book superhero nature, apparently in the original script that Aykroyd wrote, there was something in there about how the Bluesmobile had magical powers. It got cut, though, because the original script was some 300 pages.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: If made nowadays, it would have broken up into three films.
0: That's
1: true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Peter Jackson, to director, right? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and then there's the whole scene with the penguin, with the magically opening and closing doors. Yes. Yeah, there is a slight magical spirit.
2: There is a spiritual element to it, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Uh, you know, he, yeah, the penguin that runs the orphanage, which the Blues Brothers are from, uh, she the, the doors opening, and closing her <laughs> floating back into the doorway. <laughs> oh. the,
1: the the name Sister Mary Stigmata. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the names in here are just great. Mm. Oh yeah, this is
2: this is one of those uh examples of there is direct comedy and then there's subtle comedy mixed in with this, which yes, I'm going on my little soapbox. Most of the modern comedies nowadays seem to miss that point of mm. uh, they need to slap you in the face. Whereas here they they kind of give you some of that, but on others, you know, uh they, they kinda ease you in or, or they'll mm-hmm. they'll throw a, a joke, you know, your way, uh a little bit like you know, in Ray's, Ray's music shop when he uh uh manages to shoot to keep the thief away from the <laughs> guitar, you yes. know? I mean you
0: know well, and all the deadpan reactions of oh what's my favorite? I have to and that's that's Mm-hmm. not uh, probably sort of obvious about that but uh just the de- <laughs> all of the uh the deadpan reactions he has throughout very uh, very understated but uh the, the the comic timing of it and just the the flavor that adds to it just oh yeah oh, i, I and think some that... dry white toast yeah. <laughs> is, is,
1: chickens.
0: Uh, that's, uh, and really the whole uh you know white bread sort of thing that's yeah. sort of an interesting symbol there as far as you know their presence in the movie
2: as being the white bread, oh, yes.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, actually, when it, you mentioned that subtle humor. There's a scene in Bob's Country Bunker, which uh, basically Jake and Elwood are trying to come up with a gig. They've got the band together, but they're like, oh, crap, we've got to come up with something. So uh, Jake, Juliet Jake... Uh, manages to con their way into playing at this country bar. Uh, they're a blues band <laughs> playing at a country bar. But the best part about that scene was they both walk in, sit down at the bar and Elwood's being his kind of deadpan self and Jake goes, oh well we're the band. And his head whips like lightning. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like, he doesn't have an expression on his face but his head whips at him like what the fuck are you saying dude? <laughs> We we can't play here. Uh, and I love that clash of culture that they had in there, uh, you know. And, and I liked showing that and how they adapted, though. Uh, they adapted like musicians, kind of would, wouldn't they, Mark? <laughs>
0: That that's that's what the blues is. It's like, okay, we improvise. What <laughs> where what are we what are we doing here? What's the framework we're starting with? Okay, this is what we're doing now. Name the key, play the song.
2: <laughs> Glenn, did it look a little painful for them to be singing that music though? <laughs> or or don't you think so? Or do you think they were just doing the gig and trying to get through it? Alive.
3: I, don't trying to get through. I don't think it was painful it's just yeah. it's mm-hmm. not their thing but I mean I, I think most performers at some point in their careers have done things that were not their favorite things
0: mm-hmm. word uh, like <laughs> El, Elwood's um, what Jake's reaction at the end they, they finished the last round of Rawhide and he says let's get the hell out of here <laughs> just, yes there have been gigs of- like that it's like we're done let just just let's
2: leave yeah <laughs> Don't look at the odors and try to head for the exit before yes. anybody says anything. Yes. <laughs> Folks, this film I think has the most wrecked cars ever on screen. Uh, the insane,
0: they... huh? Something, something like 70 police cars, I believe are used for that, the... for this movie.
2: That insane chase they do through a uh, Chicago after he gives the famous line. Um, it's just, it's crazy and how it was mm-hmm. shot, too, because uh, I'm just watching some of the camera stuff that they do, and they get some really wild shots in here, uh, and kind of edge-on-your-seat type of stuff, even though you're, like, sitting there going, this is a bit ridiculous, but at the same time, you're just enjoying seeing mm-hmm. real cars. Especially
0: when they end up in Milwaukee.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're in Chicago, and then they're <laughs> magically in Milwaukee for a shot.
3: The bridge to nowhere. Yep. But also movie? I love the fact that when they initially shot it, they, they sh- uh, shot the cars going at a fairly normal speed, mm-hmm. and they just sped up the film and realized it looked awful. <laughs> so they actually had them speeding. I mean, they still speed the speed the, the film up a bit, but they were actually speeding down Wacker Drive in Chicago. <laughs> I mean, they were driving like bats out of hell.
2: <laughs> so they actually had them at the, the fast speed. For, for that, Uh, because I imagine on film it probably, especially for back then, it probably weren't able to make it look right. So,
1: yeah.
2: And and man, do they cruise! Of course, they're in a a, what a '77 uh, Monaco. Uh, That was a tribute. Or uh, what the Blues Brothers? No, Um, they
1: weren't in a Monaco. Where's my notes?
2: I threw that out there on purpose because I knew she'd do that. That's my notes. You
0: wanted to watch Dawn Twitch, didn't
2: you? (laughs) I did want to watch Dawn Twitch because I wanted to trigger the old trivia instinct of that's not what it was, let me get my notes. Because the catalytic
3: converter is what runs good on regular gas. <laughs> yes. It's that got, part
1: I remembered, but I don't remember. Got the, cop shocks. There cop. are other people that yes. remember makes and models of cars. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. Cop cop shocks, cop brakes. It's got
2: a catalytic converter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody, right <laughs> yep. And yes, folks, that's the type of stuff though that. Could be asked during uh, the world's largest trivia contest. What is the make and model of the car that the Blues Brothers drive? Um, you know, I mean, you get stuff like that. What's on a sign in the background? And you watch a movie in a completely different way when you're doing trivia. Wouldn't you say, Don?
1: <laughs> Even yeah. it's your favorite film? Well, I remember other things, not makes and models of cars.
2: Yes, I know you do. The hell is it? <laughs> She's looking for it now. <laughs> okay,
1: Glenn, there's a...
2: <laughs> Glenn. Wouldn't you say as well though uh, that you look at a film a bit differently
3: when it's for trivia? Um, I've never actually watched a film just solely for trivia.
2: Oh, really?
1: Oh, okay. No, I have not. 1974 Dodge Monaco. Yeah, you're right. So okay. okay. <laughs>
0: I'm not a barkster.
2: Wow, don't sound so disappointed that, Don. <laughs> oh, yeah. <God. laughs> i suddenly put the knife through the microphone and stab you in the eye.
1: Yeah, there you go, Mark. You got it. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, oh,
2: but it's that that's what the, the environment for trivia i i, I love though cuz you look at a film differently but even with this it gave me more appreciation because you just catch all little details that you might you, you might have missed just casually watching the film here you kind of got to pick it apart like you know just simple things like the blues brothers going to see the Murph <laughs> the uh, Murph and the magic tones and on the sign on the holiday inn that you're driving in, what is the group that is welcomed at the hotel and it says "Exterminators and you know just watching it, you might not pay attention much to that or you know uh, and yeah you uh, I just love that part of it that you you just gotta pay attention to detail, but you f- appreciate a film more because there's a, a lot more going on you realize that the filmmakers put in that. Many people wouldn't really notice, mm. you know, signs and such. Like, uh, uh was it the uh, delicatessen next to the Plymouth Hotel? Uh, the Dill Pickle, yeah, delicatessen. And right between that, I didn't notice until watching it for trivia. There's actually a pub, a Dill Pickle pub, mm-hmm. that's next to the Dill Pickle, uh, delicatessen. That's between there and the hotel. You know, I mean, just details like that. I. I always find it interesting um, when it comes to trivia.
1: And then there are recurring details. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you've got your Dan Aykroyd details and his little things he throws in there. Mm-hmm. Your, and I'm pretty sure it was him. Um, the recurring pictures of uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, uh, J.F. Kinn, and Robert Kennedy are peppered throughout the film in various locations.
2: Yeah, they pop up constantly and then um, also, you mentioned it, Don. John Landis. Yep, uh,
1: John boy, Landis who co-wrote this with uh, Dan Ackroyd. yep.
2: You've got a movie title that shows up at least twice in the film, one with a King Kong billboard fighting spaceships for a fictional movie that uh, that Dawn informed me while doing research for trivia uh, for this film. Uh, It it was a recurring theme for Landis in a film called See You Next Wednesday. And you don't really notice that if, I don't think, if you're not um, taking notes on what is written on billboards. Because the the Blues Brothers, when they're running away from the country guys, it's on the billboard that the cops are hiding in. And then it's on the marquee where the (laughs) Nazis, I'm sorry, (laughs) Illinois Nazis, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Fall through the road after driving off the bridge to nowhere from Milwaukee and they shoot all the way to Chicago, uh, and it's there too, and and that just you know details like that are just crazy that you know filmmakers work stuff like that in. Uh, the Illinois Nazis I thought were handled well because uh, when they have the protest because in the scene where we're first introduced to the Illinois Nazis. You have the Nazis there, and you, you you have the cop complaining. Yeah, they won their court case, so now they're they, they, they get to march. But I liked the fact that the audience that was protesting the Nazis was a multicultural <laughs> group of individuals. Uh, I, I don't know. Well, uh, that was
3: all, all the, that was all based on a real thing that happened too in Skokie. Oh, was it? For, for a long time, the the Nazi group was because uh, the Nazis were trying to get to march for mm-hmm. A long time um, with even went to the courts and they, were, and they were doing it not because they were trying for their freedom because they were doing it because they're Nazi dickholes because the area they're doing it, it was primarily Jewish. They they had fought for a long time to be able to march basically through a Jewish neighborhood.
2: Sure. Oh, so mm-hmm. that was based on real events and
3: yeah, Nazi dickholes.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suddenly I pick. Why do I picture a little swastika with a hole in the middle? I don't know why. <laughs> My, my brain is broken, that's why. Uh, living on very few hours. The glory houses.
0: hole of the right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, put the, you put the hole at the end of each little leg and then they could pee and then it would go, wee! And it
1: would...
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I liked how they, how they handled the Nazi party in this and that they had, you know, it, it's a multi-diverse uh, uh, a diverse group protesting them, you know, uh, where... In all honesty, I think modern day they would try to throw in maybe more of uh, minorities protesting, but there you had all groups of and manner of people protesting the nazis which i I like and it, it kind of uh, i liked it and you know surprised me in a good way that they had that because uh, i don 't know I just get the feeling that if it was done nowadays it might not have quite so such a diverse group protesting them. Would you say that, or am I just being too
3: cynical? Uh, maybe you're being too cynical.
2: Too cynical? Okay, I'm being too cynical. I'm being too hard on modern Hollywood, excuse me. Uh,
1: I, I, I would go as far as saying it would be less incidental. Okay. It it would be on purpose, and you would be able to tell it was beyond purpose.
2: Whereas in here, they may have just did it because those were all the people that they could grab for the film,
1: too. Kind of feels like that's how it went throughout the
2: film. It did, didn't it? It felt like even some of the military... Now, did they actually use some uh, of the Chicago's finest as well as the military for it? I don't think those were all actors, were they? Because... like a couple of them who actually had speaking roles seemed like it was their first time speaking in front of the camera but uh, that scene near the end where they get chased as we mentioned before there's a pile up of massive amount of cop cars and then they finally make it to the tax assessor which is their whole motivation getting money for the orphanage because of a tax assessment on the orphanage and they get to the uh, the place where they need to pay and you just have every form of uh, municipality and civil servant as well as the army there. <laughs> um, I, I, that it just blows me away the scale that they have this film on. Uh, I, I couldn't believe how much they got for this film. I mean it's,
0: it's really surprising that this movie only ran ten million over budget really, considering the kind of scale that it ended up having in a lot of its scenes.
2: I mean it was like John Landis was going for broke like saying, you know, this may be the last time I make something. So, let's just let's just throw everything into the pot and and see what they're going to let me do. Uh,
1: I was I mean, one of the more impressive uh things to me was that they actually were allowed to drive through the daily building.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: That was I I that just blows the mind that mm-hmm they they had that good of a um, rapport with the city of Chicago that they were allowed to do that.
0: Belushi was like Chicago's unofficial mayor. He was, <laughs> he, he, was he was legendary there uh, just as far as it, it, you really can't understate how popular Belushi was in Chicago.
2: It was it's crazy popular back then and just it's still the scale and the scope for this type of film uh it, it boggles your mind it it does it, it's impressive and yes i am being cynical again uh but i think a lot of it would have been CGI nowadays mm-hmm. um
0: oh, without a doubt
2: yeah you, you know and you're watching this going man i'm surprised more people didn't get hurt in this mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh you know and and the airborne cop car that the blues brothers drove around in seemed to really yeah. jump hills very well and, and they Drive through a mall. Uh,
3: <laughs> Which, I have a friend whose mother used to work at that mall. Oh, really? Just awesome. just, just before they closed it down.
2: Because they they, they filmed it there after it was closed down, obviously, Correct. right? Yeah. yeah. So they had to... Luckily, they had some of those storefronts that probably were still intact, but uh, what's funny about it is, again, watching it for trivia, you have to pay attention to details. They're actually really... Uh, to break kind of the
1: fantasy they're going down the same hall, <laughs> stretch of mall like three or four times yep they are going back and forth down that one stretch but, different uh, camera
2: angles making it look bigger different camera angles uh shooting one side versus the other uh you know and, and it's stuff i didn't quite notice watching it many times before and then you're watching it trying to pay attention to what storefronts are in the background when this car flips, and you're like, wait a minute. (laughs) You're like, I saw that storefront like two minutes ago. What the hell? Uh, So, yeah, the Blues Brothers is a classic, and I thought it was so fitting for trivia. Uh, But you don't just get questions during trivia on that film, uh, do you, Glenn? Uh, You get questions from all eras of films, don't (laughs) you? (laughs) <laughs> Not as easy as uh, one would think? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. It, it shorts your brain, uh, I think, sometimes. But I think uh, Oz takes some enjoyment out of that. Uh, John, John and Oz do when uh, they can come up with a, uh, a question that will stump everyone. Uh, well, what would you say? Uh, but they're still fun to find things out. I want to go down in real quick... I know it's we're all foggy. yet still rec- recovering from staying up really, really late. But uh, Don, what would you say was one of your, uh, say, more enjoyable or interesting questions? Do you think uh, that m- uh, might have been film-related during trivia? If you if you can remember any that come to mind.
1: Gosh. <laughs> Um. Oh God! What was it? They were asked starting to add. They asked something. What did he ask? I, my brain is just fried. No, it's okay. <laughs> I it was just uh, so many questions are floating around my head right now. Well, there there were a lot. Oh, you got a
2: Sharknado one. I mean, it oh, got, yeah. There was a toss. <laughs> there was tossed Yeah, they out. asked
1: about the. They asked about the the. Nova, created a weapon. A, a special weapon, patented or something. A special weapon. What was the name of that weapon?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know the way they ask the questions, they don't tell you what movie it's from. They might give you a character name, or they might give you a description.
2: Right. But but you're never quite you're never given a definite uh, movie ah. from when it's from, uh, which always is the most challenge because first you got to try to figure out well what movie is what what the heck movie and it could be you know a hundred years of film. He's got a lot to pick from. Uh, yeah. Glenn, uh, did you have a, a movie question at all that you can remember that you, you might have liked or uh, that might have caught you?
3: No, I can't think. Of that. I can't think now. It's only been, it's been 28 hours since the other. I can't think yet.
2: I'm sorry. I shouldn't put people on the spot uh, like that. This
3: is why I took the whole week off. <laughs>
2: what about you, Mark? Did you remember any?
0: Oh uh, well, you see, this is why over the course of trivia, yeah. what I do when I find things that because you know you you see a million web pages over trivia, and there's so many of them, you think, oh, that's cool. So I I make a folder of things. It's like I want to remember this later, doink, and I just save things for for later on. Oh, but, see, uh, that's
1: why you're smart.
0: Yeah, that's why I earn the big bucks at trivia. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> and, the, and trophies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It catches <laughs> prizes, yes. Um, <laughs> But uh, the the stuff that I was making note of, I, I found some uh, some music that I want to check out after trivia. So you know that's you know, my mm-hmm. angle on it. But uh, the uh, the question about Blue Cheer, I found that rather amusing. So oh the, yeah, the, the what can be arguably mm-hmm. the the origination of of metal pretty much. So it's like okay, if we're gonna be following up on this. But, and uh, and but just... my brain is mush still as well. No. I can't remember anything?
2: Else. <laughs> that's that's part of the reason why I asked. I just wanted to challenge you. Again. To see if you mm-hmm. could come up with any yes, uh, all our brains are still mush thanks to trivia. But uh, that's one thing I was thinking of on the ride home at, at two in the morning, listening to the final scores being written, after being up for uh, like 50 hours of the contest, um, uh, was that it's actually, it, it's educational because you, you mm-hmm. do you do run across those questions which you may not have you know asked correctly, but once you get that answer. There's this driving force to where, okay, how the hell did he get that? you know, or how did he come up with that? Or or you waste uh,
0: the first minute or two of the next question trying to find out. Okay, I got to see what that is now, and you go and yeah. search back. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because once he gives the answer, sometimes you can find it, and even then, sometimes when they give the answer. Uh, You might think the internet is the information highway. He still manages to find the potholes in it. um, Where You're like, where did he find that? Especially with the pictures that they come up with, which are, I think, probably the most challenging. I mean, a lot of challenges, but, man, you get no reference. You get this kind of grainy picture that you're supposed to figure out what it's from. I think for me, the surprising, uh, the two of the, the biggest ones was uh, the one for Raggedy Ann. Um,
1: oh, that you, castle, the board the
2: game, castle. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what, Jesus, I must have looked at a hundred different things. I didn't think of board game, you know? And then you, you're kicking yourself for that, or the uh, uh, the kid pointing at, you know, something uh it, with the towel in the back he's in the bathroom, looks like he's pointing towards toothpaste, or uh you know album covers are always the big one um I didn't realize how many fusion jazz albums there were out there in the world. <laughs> he said that one question on the flip side of the sleeve for this Fusion Jazz album. and like, oh dear God, where is, where, where'd where all this Fusion Jazz come from? Uh, so, yeah, trivia is just, it's an experience, really. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. It gets in your blood and you play it. And I think, for me, it's the addiction of when you get that question right. Uh, I don't know about the rest of you. I want to go down. I mean, Mark, for you, what is it that kind of hooked you into trivia? Is it listening to it for the first time and, and actually getting like one of the more difficult ones right that kind of gets you hooked?
0: Yeah, it's it's the whole thing of being able to pull one out, just saying, I know that one, and just finding out that no knowledge is too obscure and everyone has something that is useful at trivia. And, and it's the pooling together of knowledge to find, learn things and find things. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it's very much something which appeals to collectors in a way, which I think is sort of like a geeky trait there, where you collect any sort of thing, and for trivia, it's you collect information and knowledge, and you get to put it on display.
2: And, and you learn where the internet is quite lacking in showing things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Glenn? What kind of hooked you hooked you with trivia? Was it the getting that Question right. Was it getting that question right at all for you, or what yeah. kind of hooked you with it?
3: Just hanging out with friends. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get to see a lot of you people very often, so this is my my uh, excuse to drive up to Stevens Point to hang out with my friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like playing trivia and stuff too, but mm-hmm. eh. if it was just me, I would. I wouldn't give two farts about it. Sure. <laughs> and what about
2: you Don? Uh would you would you say that it, it's uh, getting together with friends and and also getting some of those right questions?
1: Yeah, well, I was I'm from Stevens Point. Um mm-hmm. Trivia's been around longer than I have. So it's 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 a thing here. Um, at first, it was, I mean, when I very first started playing, it was about that rush of getting the right answer. Um, the Going to the trivia movie, it's a, it's a full production. Going to the trivia movie, having that week of searching out those uh, obscure pictures, uh, cr- building and participating in a freaking parade. I mean, <laughs> we're in central Wisconsin. We don't do a lot of parades here. It's after a while you get Especially after a while of of building a, a team and building friendships, it's it's about the family. I mean, mm-hmm. your team becomes your family. They are your friends. Well, it's it's
2: a great shared experience, and you're sharing it with friends and. Yeah, you get some wrong, and it is competitive, and people might ask, well, what, what do you get, this big, huge contest? And, and, what what, it, what do you get if you finish in the top ten, and you get a nice trophy? <laughs> you get bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Um, but but winning, in all honesty, for some teams, that's really important to them. But for mm-hmm. most of everybody, the impression I get, even for the, the higher upper teams – it's just getting together with friends and having fun and enjoying a movie or movies or finding out something interesting about your friends you didn't know because they just rattle off an answer off the top <laughs> of their head. and You're like, wait, you know that? <laughs> you know, It's like, who are you? <laughs> Why do you know that? Uh, but then you don't, don't matter because you've only got two questions, uh, two songs usually to answer the question by. Uh, which is also great. You get great music during trivia, um, which you get classic tunes as well as some more modern stuff.
0: And some weird mm. stuff.
2: And some weird stuff, though I think we only heard the baby song once this year. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> at its normal appointed spot, And yeah. at, at its normal appointed <laughs> spot.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you get questions for... What's on cereal boxes and candy labels and infomercials, and it 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 boggles your mind. And I think for me, part of the appeal is wondering what the next question is going to be. Mm-hmm. You, you know, for me, I love that anticipation of going, "What the hell?" <laughs> you know talk about pro, who who looks up stats about pro bowling and then suddenly you find out, apparently a lot of people do stats on pro bowling. (laughs) You know, or a movie, you know. Wow, someone actually did a list of drinks featured in films and it goes all the way through the history of film and you're like, Thank God this person had no life because it just gave us some points for trivia uh.
1: yeah it, it is truly amazing out there the the websites, the fan sites dedicated to things there is an entire fan site out there dedicated to every single detail of the attack of the killer tomato franchise might be important someday <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> and right. and you can buy and conveniently you can buy. Attack of the Killer Tomato Hot Sauce. Can't guarantee its taste, but it's there.
2: <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> and, yeah, so, I mean, the trivia movie is an experience. Uh, Don and I get to uh, definitely go every year with a few people who live locally. Um, and it's crazy because they pack a line. And, yes, you're talking about a film that's out on DVD it's out on Blu-ray, yet they pack a 300-plus theater on the mega screen with people, multiple showings, three different times, and I think they pack the theater every time to see a film they could easily see at home. But you don't because you're starting your kickoff for trivia. You're starting that uh, uh, that uh, organic uh, coming-together you know, with the experience in a classic film on the big screen that, in all honesty, probably hasn't been experienced for many years on the big screen, you know, or at all. I, you know, I mean, even though I was young, I don't think I saw Blues Brothers ever on a big screen. You know, you know you didn't see Casablanca on the big screen. I'm not that old. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so trivia, we'll, we'll wrap it up here Uh but Trivia is an experience, folks. You can find it on Facebook. You can go, and I am going to plug them because it is a great radio station. They're, they're an alternative radio station, completely student-run, 90FM, WWSP. I believe uh, that's their website as well, 90FM. 90FM. Uh, yep, 90FM.com. Or you can search on Facebook, too. If you type in the word Trivia... It should come up with, in quotes, world's largest trivia contest. And deservedly so, because it's an experience. I mean, not only, we've talked mostly about questions and movies, but there's running questions both Saturday and Sunday where you go to a location and you find out, like, what is the price of a mocha cappuccino at this storefront or how high is this sign from the ground. Um, There's also trivia stone clues which basically are like scavenger hunts of sorts where you're in a car and they give you vague things like go past the arches, the red barn, and the bicycle. Now turn left and look for the Robert Redford film.
1: You've (laughs) done this too much, Mark. I've done just a
2: few trivia stones, uh, mostly. Oh, and then the music snippets. Uh, Folks, you will not realize how many songs have similar cowbell sounds (laughs) until you play trivia and you have to go through a song snippet of eight-song little clips pieced together of cowbell sounds.
0: I'm still hearing cowbells in my sleep.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, But it's an experience that I think everyone should come up and have because once you play it once... You're either going to go, eh, it's not for me, or you're going to just absorb it like a sponge and come back every year. Get a
0: Belushi on trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Jim (laughs) Belushi. You're going (laughs) to... Wow,
2: okay. I'm just going to go to a spot. I'm not going to go there. Uh, Take take two steps back from that one, yeah. I'm going to take a step back from that one. But uh, they put on a great contest here in just little old Stevens Point. And uh, if you want, also... Uh, a taste of it. Look for it if you can find it. Uh, there is a documentary on it called Trivia Town, uh, which you can buy as well uh, out there. Buy it. You hear me? Buy it. Don't pirate it. That's just wrong. Uh, but uh, it'll give you a great flavor of what just goes on here in our little old town in the middle of Wisconsin. Uh, so uh, we'll go down real quick. Let's just get a final thought on Blues Brothers and and and. You know trivia, how you feel about it. Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, Go ahead and just give your kind of final thoughts. And would you recommend trivia to people?
0: Would I recommend trivia to people? What kind of question is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Uh, it's you know when when something is absorbed within yourself so much, it's hard to like imagine the sky being green or something. A world without trivia is not something. That I can imagine so it's sort of like I would recommend breathing to people so yes I would recommend trivia
2: (laughs) and and what do you think about Blues Brothers do you think after all these years it, it stands up pretty good
0: oh yeah it's I was thinking about that and I was trying to remember when I first saw the Blues Brothers and I was realizing that I couldn't really remember so it was it's sort of like the Blues Brothers is also sort of like this cultural constant. It has always been. Um, it's always it's sort of like, you know, because the Blues Brothers came out in 80 um, mm-hmm. and when I was seven. So yeah. um, thinking about how they, the image of Jake and Elwood has sort of always been there for a large chunk of my life. It is a, it's that cultural constant and oh. I can't, Think of a time when it wasn't there. So, oh yeah, it's it's woven into the fabric of popular culture. It it definitely stands up.
2: Cool. What about you, Glenn? Uh, your thoughts with the uh, trivia and uh, Blues Brothers?
3: Um, well, trivia has as a special place for me because most of the freaks that I know, I know simply because of trivia. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if, if if trivia if trivia hadn't existed. I would have met most of you. Um, I mean, I I had my connection with with Jeff and and Randy and Gretchen, and that's that was pretty much the extent of it. I mean, I had met uh, Shanna once when she came to visit Jeff. I think like end of the ce- end of senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. Shanna and Andy came to visit. Um, I I would have met most of you if it wasn't for trivia, because I mean, the only other times I went up the point was I went up twice for. Uh, some one-shot LARPs mm-hmm. that uh, Brad and I think Rob were running, and I don't. I think that actually happened after my first trivia, so I don't even know if I would have gone up if it hadn't been for trivia, having met a bunch of people before. Um, so that's I mean trivia. I mean that added uh, a whole other level of freakiness to my life. Um, <laughs> as far as the Blues Brothers, it's one of my favorite. Uh, not just kind of one of my favorite movies of all time. If back when I when I had a regular when I had a TV um, that I used regularly, um, and I'm not saying that's studio, Like I don't own a TV. I watch everything on the computer now. But when I had a TV that I would watch, and I'd be flipping channels. If The Blues Brothers was on, which it was about every third day on TBS, um, <laughs> I would stop and I would have, I would I would watch it. And mm-hmm. that's just it was always one of those movies where I would always stop on. If it didn't matter where it was in the film. I would, you know, it could be the last five minutes, or the first five minutes, or somewhere in the middle. I'm gonna, I'm to watch it. So, um, yeah, it's, it's my jam. <laughs> I see the light. You see the light. The band. And
2: Don, how about you? Uh, trivia and the Blues Brothers.
1: Um, yeah, trivia would definitely recommend. I, I often do. Uh, play trivia, play early, play often find a team, make a team, whatever you got to do. Um, play online. It's a thing. <laughs>
3: they um, st- they I've do been playing for...
1: Uh, I, I've been playing since I was a teenager, so uh, my first team was, well, oddly enough, Joyce and I, and kind of stayed there with us. Uh, mm-hmm. Grew, changed, evolved, turned into this awesome thing that it is now. Um, as far as... Um, we won't discuss the other things that happen around trivia. Um, <laughs> what happens? Shit, that, yeah.
2: What happens at trivia? Steve's at trivia unless no,
1: um, no, no. no. What happens you. at trivia? We ab- advertise.
2: Advertise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Look for videos. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and as far as yeah. the Blues Brothers, yeah, it's 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 classic. It it holds up well. The story, the, the story itself, the plot is okay. Um, but it 's the performances that make it absolutely amazing
0: mm-hmm. the the story is like the tortilla chip the the salsa is the music on top of it it 's sort of like yeah. a, a, a tortilla chip is a means by which to eat condiments because the condiments
1: <laughs> are what you want yeah. it, it's like it 's like the details every time you watch it, you notice another new do, new detail that just mm-hmm. is wow i didn 't notice that before that is so neat. I wonder why they did that. Sure. I wonder what that means. It's got to mean something.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it does stand the test of time. I love, love the Blues Brothers. I hadn't watched it for a while, and getting to watch it multiple times for trivia to take multiple notes, I, I remembered exactly how much I loved the film. And it does stand up, a lot of it because of the practical. A lot of it, too, because the jokes in there for a comedy... Aren't necessarily held to just that period, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the jokes in there are, you know, could be in any time period, really. Uh, there, there's really not anything that would date it as far as a pop culture reference. Um, and I think it's because it's dealing with blues music, which is, which is classic, and you know, which is really uh, has a long history. I think that helps with it. Uh, so yeah, Blues Brothers is a. You just watch it for the performances, uh, some of the outrageous stuff and some of the great stuff, and just the music. I mean, Cab Calloway, yes. singing Minnie the uh. Moocher, is is such a fantastic scene. Um, while he's singing that, you've got the Blues Brothers sneaking around the cops in beat, you, you know, in step with the music, and Cab Calloway. Just hearing Cab Calloway sing it is worth it alone. You know, Ray Charles, hearing him sing and uh, getting that respect and that exposure for a a genre that people think might be held only to, say, the Deep South or to, you know, uh, small bars or something and getting that and showing that, you know, uh, just how diverse and fantastic that music is.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: I love the soundtrack, to the Blues Brothers. It's an amazing soundtrack, uh, especially, you know, get it with the original artists, not one of those Spotify channels that has a bunch of covers, uh, (laughs) uh, which I found. And as far as trivia, I got introduced to trivia from a mutual friend, Gretchen, which you heard uh, uh, Glenn mention, and she took me to my first trivia at Mark's apartment, where we had a stack of books uh, some notebooks and a lot of sugar and caffeine, oh, yeah. <laughs> and and that's all we had to play with back then. And back in you, my day, back <laughs> in my day, but it's true, it's true. Mm-hmm. We had that one, you had that one little shelf of books.
0: There was a lot more time for hanging around because back in the old days of trivia, if you didn't have the answer, you didn't have the answer. <laughs> there was yeah.
2: this, There was no no searching the interwebs for your answer because the only place you could get Mosaic (laughs) is in the computer lab at the campus. So (laughs) the the game has changed and evolved thanks to the internet, but so have the questions. But what hasn't changed is the spirit and the fun. I I made the mistake of staying up all 54 hours and got very ill afterwards, but it was so worth it and had me come back. And then... uh, Due to life, I, I kind of split away for a while, but then, uh, thanks to, uh, you know, getting back in touch with Dale and that, I got back in touch with a lot of folks and been playing it, and I love it. I love the energy. I love just every part of it. It you get sucked into this world for 54 hours. Uh, and you, there is no outside world. You don't know what news is going on. You know, uh, uh, the Washington, D.C. could have been, you know, fallen into the ocean. And if it wasn't a trivia question, you wouldn't give a damn. If it didn't say what U.S. Capitol just fell into the ocean five hours ago, that's how they would have to present the news because you get sucked into that trivia world and that's all – it's so immersive and I love that because you can just focus on friends, fun, questions, find weird stuff you didn't know was out there and then want to find out more about it. Um, there is no
1: mark, there is only trivia. Is I just trivia. realized I just realized that there were no pork beans and gravy at trivia this year. Oh. I, ran,
0: I ran out I ran out a few <laughs> years ago actually. I
2: guess we'll we'll huh. just have we'll just have to get some more Next and those year. my
0: supply yeah or or, yeah. or we'll uh, north carolina
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll get some canned <laughs> chicken canned whole chicken uh,
1: five whole chickens
0: <laughs> and a coke
1: Can yeah, <laughs>
0: Yeah, the, the various traditions have been, been lacking the, the shotgunning of the beer and the consuming of the pork grain, pork brains and milk gravy. Um, yep. That's That's been on hiatus for a few years now.
2: I, I think next year that needs to come back as well as our floating, but uh, we can talk about that later. Uh, we're not going to let you in on all our secrets, but I will tell you the secret <laughs> is this, that if you do not come up and experience trivia at least once, I think you're letting some of the best fun things in life Pass you by, so uh, check it out on on the web. You can see past contests. Set your calendar and come visit our small town here. Uh, You know they do a trivia movie every year, and but you got to watch movies all year and take notes because (laughs) anything could be asked. And so we're going to wrap it up for the evening. I want to thank this fine spoiler room crew, my fellow teammates of our. uh, This year we were called Freaky Stardust. Uh, but King Freak. I appreciate you guys joining in on this conversation and we'll go down the line here and see uh, where people can find your stuff at. Dawn, go ahead.
1: Uh, you can find me in the audience.
2: Mm-hmm. In the audience.net, correct? Yes. There you go. And Glenn?
3: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you, can uh, find... you can find me um, on the Facebook with uh, B Move Bunker and Guy in the Bunker Productions. Find me on YouTube, Guy in the Bunker Productions, as well as on Twitter, at Guy in the Bunker.
2: And Mark, where can they find your wonderful music when it's not being played on our show?
0: You can find me at centralbatterymusicworks.com.
2: There you go, for all your musical needs. Mm -hmm. And yes, our episodes are all on specialmarkproductions.com, as well as the iTunes and other various podcast uh, venues. I am trying to get us on Google Play as well, the Google Music... Uh, The new Google Music Channel is featuring podcasts, so hopefully we'll be on there soon if we get approved. And specialmarkproductions.com, you can find all my stuff as well. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation, found it interesting, and maybe even wet your whistle for playing in the World Largest Trivia Contest. If nothing else, go out and rent. No, no, go buy Blues Brothers. It's a very excellent musical with very talented folks, and you'll have some laughs as well. I hope you had some laughs tonight. Here on the Spoiler the room where the conversation is fresh, but we do spoil the movies.